Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know because I learned the hard way and now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, 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 everyone. As you always hear me say, my favorite time of the week, Transformational Tuesday. So it's Linda Talaferro from the T, the Extra Effort, where I help professionals like those of you listening right now get unstuck in your career so you can get your seat at the table. And I say it that way because it's however you've defined that seat. It could be a promotion. It could be creating a career that you just love. It could be leading that team, that major initiative. Whatever it is, whatever your seat at the table is, what I'm going to talk about in this Transformational Tuesday is a really critically crucial component of getting that seat, and that is having the right attitude. You know, I worked with somebody at one time and I ended up mentoring them. Powerful person, powerful young woman. I mean, she knew her stuff. I mean, she could hit home runs. She was extremely, extremely good at what she did. Very good. Her work product was bar none better than anyone else around her in the company that was in the same team and did what she did. She was stellar. Problem is, she had a reputation in the company of people not wanting to work with her. They didn't even want to be in the same room sometimes as her. They may have even seen her come down the hall, on the coming towards them in the hallway, they go the opposite direction because she had such a negative attitude had like a chip on her shoulder almost. So she was great at getting the work done, but she really was terrible at the job. And what I mean by that is that, you know, the work we do, the work product, you know, it could be, you could be in sales, you could be in finance, you could be in engineering, you could be in quality like I'm in, you could be in whatever. That's the work that you do. That's the work that you do. But the job is more about how do you lead? You know, are people inspired by you? Are they motivated by you? Do they, are they driven? Are they excited to have you as part of the team? So, you know, getting the tasks done are one thing. That's the work we do. But the job holistically is made up of other aspects of which is extremely important to have the right attitude to show up. And if you say you want to be that leader, you say, look, Linda, you know, that is my goal in my career. I want to be a leader. And, I, you know, I often say it's not necessarily defined by a title. Leaders are not defined by titles alone. So you say, I want to be a leader. There's a difference between being a leader 
and being a dictator. And that is rooted in your attitude. You know, are you coming into the room? And I shared this in another Transformational Tuesday, is if you're the only smartest person in the room, therefore everybody else is beneath you. That's not being a leader. Are you the type that tells people what to do rather than listening for their voice and input into the discussion? That's being a leader. And your attitude is critical. Your attitude, your positivity, how you show up every day is critical to that success as a leader. Now, I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. And some of us, unfortunately, are in atmospheres and situations at work where it's, the workplace is negative in itself. And so I can hear you say, Linda, look, I hear you, but you don't understand the place that I go into every day. And I get that. I get that. We are, I've been in negative work environments. So I know exactly what you're talking about. But understand that there. You know, there's a way to still show up in your authenticity, still show up as that positive leader, that person that people seek out in spite of what's going on around you. Now, I'm not saying at all be passive aggressive. Please hear me. It's not a passive aggressive aggressive bone in my body. Although my husband, every now and then he will say, oh, there you go being passive aggressive. And I'm like, no, I'm stating facts. So there's not a passive aggressive bone in my body. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, you know, that you just grin and bear it. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you cannot, there's weight. You don't have to allow that negativity that other people are spewing, you know, walking in with their shoulders, you know, their arms tied or, you know, they're totally disconnected or they have a scowl on their face or there's something always wrong. There's something always wrong. Nothing's ever right. Certain people walk in a room, you ever know those people? Something is always wrong. You don't have to allow that kind of attitude, that kind of negativity to enter for you. That's what I'm talking about. In spite of that, you can show up. You can show up and be the difference in that environment. And if you're struggling with that, I would offer this to you. To really take time to reflect, to dig, to do what I do with my clients. And that one of my methodologies is to peel back the layers and really understand where is the negativity coming from? What is the root of it? If you are down, if you're not, you can't find a positive thing to even consider. If things are always going the wrong direction for you, where is that coming from? What really is it rooted in? We tend to pick the easy route and say, oh, it's a coworker or it's my boss. And don't get me wrong, it could be. But I have found personally that when I've done the introspective work and I really peeled back the layers and got to the root of why I had the negative self-talk, why I was showing up and it was like it was the hardest thing for me to do was to park in that parking lot and walk into the office, there were other things going on with me. And once I recognized those, was honest with myself, and addressed it and owned my stuff, a lot of that just wasted, just kind of melted away. And I could show up in spite of Sally, John, Robert, Sue, whoever was acting crazy, in spite of them, 
I was full and content and happy and positive and excited. I was showing up in my greatness, showing up in my full worth, doing not just the work, but the entire job. So that's what I would implore you to do. I'm telling you, I've done this a long time. Nine times out of 10, you peel back. There's other things going on that you can address and then show up. It's extremely important. You guys know I talked about executive presence the last uh, three Tuesdays where I broke down the components of that. And one of it, if you remember, was gravitas. And gravitas was grace under fire, poise, how people show up in the middle of chaos and conflict. Well, you can't show up with your executive presence if you have a bad attitude. The two just do not go together. They do not go together. They can't be in the same room. Bad attitude and executive presence not in the same room. So once you find the root of the negativity and believe, remember, you can only control what you bring to the table, no one else. You find the root of those negative self-talk you're telling yourself and the stuff that's bringing you down, you deal with that and then you start to rise above the chaos that's around you. You do not allow it to become you, become part of you cannot allow it to become part of you. Because what you don't want to do is if there's a narrative out there about you saying that you're hard to work with, that you know he or she is this, she's that, you guys don't want her on the team. The worst thing you want to do is confirm that. That's the worst thing you want to do is confirm that when you know that is not what is within you. You know you bring more than the limitation of a bad attitude and what that puts on you. So this is, you know, this is part of the work, guys. This is the work that's extremely critical to getting the seat at the table that we have to do because we want to write the narratives. We want to be control of the narratives. And those narratives is when you want to be the right person for the promotion. You want to be the right person for the leadership role. You want to be that person that is selected for that next initiative. You want to be in control of that. You don't want to let these other narratives that people can write for you, write about you control that. And your negative attitude can do that if you don't flip the script or how I like to say, script the flip. So it's extremely, extremely important. Positive attitudes are everything. And we cannot let the atmosphere, we cannot let other naysayers and other people dictate who we are as the person at core and how we show up. So what does your attitude say about you? You want to make sure it says you're the leader. You're that person that deserves that seat at the table as you've defined it, as you have your eyes set on it. You're that person. That's what your attitude should say about you each and every day. Even when it's the most difficult time for it to show up, that's even more of evidence that you're that person, you're that leader. So I hope you got some nuggets. You want your attitude to say about you is that you are that leader. All right. See you next week. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.